And it says, if the widow has a family, if they don't take care of their own mama, grandmama, auntie, big mama, Madea, you are worse than an infidel. Birds take care of their own, monkeys take care of their own, frogs take care of their own, and you gonna walk past your own like you don't know them and say you love Jesus? I'd rather see some Holy Ghost frying chicken and making some chicken noodle soup than I would, but I'm a prophetess. You better prophet clean this house and go home and see about your grandmama. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining uh, this broadcast today. I believe that God has given me a word that will impact your spirit in a definite way. That the quantifiable impact of his word on your life will show up in unbelievable terms as you submit your life unto the Lord. As we go into the word of God, we go with a sense of purpose and a sense of destiny. Now, hear ye the word of the Lord. Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have no, no place, have not where to lay his head. Nowhere to lay his head. See, I, I, I was quoting it, and I thought to myself, foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head, to lay his head. Your mind doesn't rest when home isn't secure. Let me tell you something. A lot of people use their work, their business, their profession, their success. A lot of people use their pursuit of education, their professional students. You've been in college for 30 years. And, and, and you just keep taking more and more classes and courses and more and more and more things, or you work overtime, under time, side to time, round to time. A lot of people are church addicts. Every time the church opens, you're not just a member of the church. You don't just come to Bible class. You're in the choir and the usher board and the praise team and the will and the fried chicken committee and the this and the that and the other. And let me tell you something. If you succeed in every area of your life, if you succeed, you got the best health, you're in the best shape, you're the best looking, you have the most formidable personality, you're successful, you're financially secure, you're respected every time you walk up down the street. If you succeed everywhere else and fail to have peace and joy and love in your home, what does it profit you to have all of this stuff on the outside and have no place to lay your head, to rest your mind? to know that this is solid and this won't shake and this won't break. It is very, very important to you. Foxes, whenever they sense danger or trouble or become weary, they always go running into their holes. That is the safe place. That's the secure place. He's grounded there. Whatever's gonna come, I'm gonna deal with it because I'm in a place of grounding. You understand what I'm saying? Birds of the air have nests. They say, I know there's a lot of things that want to devour me and want to get me, but if I can make it to this nest, I can get in this place where it is difficult to get me if my nest is solid, if it's secure, and I had to build this nest. I had to work on this nest. 
So all of you who say, you don't understand my situation, you don't understand my house, you don't understand what I've been through, you don't understand my circumstances. No, you don't understand that nests must be built from broken branches. If you can build a whole nest from broken branches, you can build a whole house with broken people. But it's got to be built. The problem today is we want prefab houses. It's easier to go get somebody else's husband than it is to develop See, nobody wants to do the work of building the kid. They want to scream at the child. They want to beat the child. They want to yell at the child. But the child is a, has learned a lot of that behavior from what was modeled in front of them. And you have to get down on the ground level, wherever they are, even if it's a juvenile detention center, you got to go where they are and start building that child block by block by block while people are talking about you. While they're criticizing you, while they're saying, where's your God? And I thought you were a Christian. You don't have time to worry about what people think on the outside because this family thing is too important to, for me to be yelling back at my neighbors. I'm trying to build something out of these broken pieces that God has given me. Oh, glory to God. Where are my parents at? Build that child. What good is it to build a house if you lose the child? Build the child. The child will outlast the house. Build the child. The child will take care of you when you're old. Build the child. I know they're broken. I know they're crazy. I know they got on your nerves. I know they cursed you out. I know you feel like knocking. But when you get to feeling like that, get down on the floor and start building that child because you can't have a mess if you can't work with broken branches, broken husbands, broken wives. Everything in your house is cracked somewhere. Everything cracked somewhere. Look around this room right now. Look around this room. Look at how handsome and good looking and attractive these people are in this room. Don't they look good? Dressed up and got the hair done. Look at the nails. Nails all shining up, pointing at you. Isn't that nice? Smell like a rhododendron. Just wonderful. Glory to God. Isn't it wonderful? Just to, and everything you see is cracked somewhere. And the only reason you don't know it is because you haven't got close enough to see where the cracks are. These three areas build that which is broken down. You gotta have economic support. You gotta have economic support. I know you all think that once you're a Christian, all you have to do is speak in tongues and wait on Jesus. The Jesus bus is gonna come get you and take you to be with Jesus. But while you're waiting at the bus, you're gonna get hungry. When I got ready to talk to my wife about life insurance, she said, I don't wanna talk about that. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to have no discussion with you about that. I said, oh, yeah, we're going to have a discussion about this. She said, I don't, I don't know who you're going to leave it to because I ain't going to care. I'm going to be crazy. I said, you're going to be crying and you're going to be hollering and you're going to be screaming, but you're going to have to go to the bathroom so you're going to need toilet paper. You're going to get thirsty so you're going to need water. 
Sooner or later, you're going to get hungry, so you're going to need food. And if we don't have no gas oil, you're not going to be able to eat. I've never seen anybody so grieved that they didn't go to the bathroom and eat and live and breathe. And it's going to bring you back to reality. You need stuff. You need stuff. You can't pray away your need for stuff. You cannot put spiritual solutions over practical need. You cannot fix a physical problem with a spiritual solution. Sisters, more Jesus ain't gonna make you more wife. I wanna go to a text. They're having a discussion in the text about if you, 1 Timothy 5, 7, if any provide not for his own house, for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he have denied the faith. He has denied the faith. If you don't take care of what's yours, you have denied the faith. And it's worse than an infidel. When you look up the word infidel, you will find that it means unbeliever. But if you dig deeper, you will find it is not just an unbeliever who could have never been exposed to the gospel. It's somebody who's been exposed to it and rejected it. Let that sink in. Somebody who's been exposed to it and rejected it is called an infidel. You notice in the conflict with ISIS and terrorists, they refer to us as infidels because the purest form of the word infidel is that you have rejected the truth. In the Bible, when it calls somebody an infidel, it is that you had an opportunity and rejected it. In the text, it's talking about taking care of widows. And it says, if the widow has a family, if they don't take care of their own mama, grandmama, auntie, big mama, Madea, you are worse than an infidel. Worse than an infidel. If you don't take care of your own, your birds take care of their own, monkeys take care of their own, frogs take care of their own, and you gonna walk past your own like you don't know them and say you love Jesus? I'd rather see some Holy Ghost frying chicken and making some chicken noodle soup than I would, but I'm a prophetess. You better prophet clean this house and go home and see about your grandmama. The Bible said you are worse than an infidel if you don't take care of your own house. If you're able to, some people aren't able, you don't have it, you can't do it, but to some degree, you can do something, you can sweep. Watch this, an infidel is somebody who had an opportunity to receive truth and rejected it. An infidel, the Bible says you are worse than an infidel if you don't provide for your house, all right? God said you had the opportunity to make that house work, but you starved it. You're worse than an infidel because you were exposed to something that you rejected, though you stayed in the house. Infidel. Somebody say infidel. infidel. Oh, infidelity. 
root word infidel, primary meaning you rejected an opportunity. You know why you rejected an opportunity? Because you felt like you were rejected. You know why you felt like you were rejected? Because she didn't get the signal. How do you break the infidel infidelity when we start having real conversations about expectations and responsibilities mutually and you live up to yours and I live up to mine then there's not abandonment and if we're not abandoned then we don't have to fake like we love each other which creates resentment because love is hard to be faked so I will stop paying you money to let me go live I will start investing because I will no longer define myself by dollars. Church is so quiet sometimes. This, I went to the potter's house, it was so quiet. So a lot of times we give you stuff to replace us. You know what I feel in this room? Let me something to you what I feel in this room. I feel in this room that there are a lot of people in this room who have abandoned kids because they hurt you, parents because they disappointed you, spouses because they didn't get the signal. I feel in this room a lot of people who are still there but not there. And so you're living your life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. Oh. It might be golden, but it's not grounded. And anything that's not grounded can blow away. It can blow away, and it's expensive to lose it. Emotionally, mentally, it's expensive generationally. I'm not saying you can't survive it. I'm not saying you can't make it on your own. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying you can't pay your own bills. I'm not saying you can't take care of yourself. You can do it, but there will be a deduction. The loss of love always leaves a scar. Still to come on The Potter's Touch. Nothing that you have will run right without you. So everything that you have requires more of you, and you can't afford to fund everybody's situation. You it's not that they're not good people, it's just that you are a limited resource, and some of you are wore out now because you are too many things to too many people. You gotta bring your circle down for where God is getting ready to take you to. What's gonna be unique about how I do television is that I want us to understand that we are many people in one village and we have to learn how to love each other. We have to learn how to get along with each other. We have to learn how to interact with each other. And, and I think that we need to be in the village healing, hurting people, lifting up the downtrodden, doing the things that God has called us to do. So I want you to be a part of the village. I wanna bring inspiration back to daytime television. In the blink of an eye, a new generation of pastors and leaders will take the reins of our churches and organizations. Will this new generation of leaders be innovators or followers? How well have we prepared them? 
We cannot afford to sit back and watch the next generation be ill-prepared. We have to have the courage to act. At the 2017 International Pastors and Leadership Conference, we will continue to invest in the future of ministries, businesses, communities, and organizations. Next year, we will meet you and leaders from all over the world in Dallas, Texas, at our brand new event center, where we can show you better than we can tell you. We look forward to seeing you and your team at IPNL. 2017. There's three things I'm going to give you. Put my three points up. I want to give you three. Number one, we need economic support. Support. And the Bible says that if we don't support economically, we are less than an infidel that we need to provide. But we also understand now that, that this support is more than money. So we want to talk about number two, we want to talk about social support. We want to talk about your social support around your family. Your, your family needs social support. Does it have support? Everything in this room needs support. Support gets no glory, but it's very important. You came in, you saw the carpet, you didn't see the concrete, but the carpet means nothing without the concrete. Support. Have you got support around you for what you're trying to do? You're trying to build a career. Do you have support? You've been telling God you're ready for the next level. Is your family ready? Have you built in enough support to support? You're getting ready to run for Congress. Can your kids handle it? Have they got the right kind of friends and support base around them? Does your wife have the right support for your next move? This is why God has given you this at the first of the year. Because you're getting ready to go to another level. And for the level that you're getting ready to go on, you can't take old support into new levels. For the level that you're getting ready to go in, you're going to need some social support to undergird you. It's not enough to have the vision and have the dream if you don't have the support. And it's not just about you, it's about everything that's connected to you. You want to build a great work for God, but can your kids handle it? Is it the right time? Is it the right season? Do they have friends around them that support your values? Or are you the only sane voice in the life of your family? So number two, we got to have social support. Well, I'll give you a couple of things I have learned in life. The higher you go, the smaller your circle. People who got all kinds of friends and they know everybody and they're running after all kinds of people ain't going very high. Because if you get too big of a circle, you're going to have to stay low. If you're going to be like a pyramid and come up, the higher you get, the smaller your circle. Now, if you take the pyramid and turn it upside down and the circle gets bigger as it goes up, it's going to fall over. That means you can't take everybody with you. You got to be careful who you're trying to take with you. The higher you go, the more discriminating you have to be in who you're going to give your time to. Because we now understand that provision is not just money, it's attention. It's time, it's interest, it's affection. Nothing that you have will run right without you. So everything that you have requires more of you. And you can't afford to fund everybody's situation. You can, oh, 
It's not that they're not good people. It's just that, that you are a limited resource and some of you are wore out now because you are too many things to too many people. You got to bring your circle down for where God is getting ready to take you to. High five somebody say, Lord, that man's talking to me. The third area that you need is spiritual support. You need economic support. You need social support. Your social environment. And then you need spiritual support. Let me tell you why you need spiritual support. Because when you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You want to continue? Who, who can I tell? Every family is dysfunctional in some way. They didn't believe me. They didn't believe me. They didn't believe me. They didn't believe me. See, some of you, the, the frustration that we have, we always think everybody got something that we didn't get. If I'd have only been raised by my mother, I'd have been so much better. If my father would have been there, da, 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 da. there are people with mothers who are crazy. There are people with fathers who are crazy. There are people with mothers and fathers who are crazy. There are people with mothers and fathers who live in big houses that are crazy. There are people with mothers and fathers who live in big houses and have PhDs who are still crazy. There are people who are fine, who had mothers and fathers and have PhDs. They are good looking and crazy. Let me tell you something. Everybody, light skin, dark skin, white folk, black folks, brown folks, blue folks, everybody has secrets. Everybody has struggles. Everybody has problems. Everybody has issues. Now, when my kind of crazy marries your kind of crazy, and then we have five kids with five new flavors of crazy, the whole house looks like Baskin and Robbins. Have you ever noticed the older your kids get, the harder it is for them to be in the house? They're easy when they're small. They don't have no opinion. Put on the blue dress. Put on the blue pants. Wear the red shirt. Then one day they say, I don't like that shirt. The more opinionated they get, the more difficult they get, and the more the dysfunctions begin to show, and the more secrets the family has. Because secrets are equal opportunity experiences that we all can share. The young people today say they don't have no secrets. They say they keep it real. They are hilarious. They are hilarious. Then they put real on Facebook and come to you crying because people are talking about them. There are some things if you keep it real, you will lose it. And the reality is you get on my nerves because you're standing there staring at me like you don't like what I'm preaching. If you said everything you thought to people, it would be the third world war. Keeping it real is destructive. You don't want to keep it real, you want to keep it running. And in order to keep it running, sometimes you got to shut your mouth. Sometimes you got to hold your peace. Sometimes you got to be still and let the Lord fight your battle. In order to keep it running, sometimes you got to say, I can't fix this. This is a job for God. I can be your husband, but I can't be your daddy and your grandfather and your childhood. I can't fix you where you broke. I love you with your crazy self, but I'm turning you over to God and I'm lifting you up to God 
and if God won't fix it, it can't be done. You need spiritual support. Throw your hands up and say, I'm calling for backup. I love somebody I can't fix. I love somebody I can't straighten out. I love somebody I can't heal. My craziness is driving me crazy. And now their craziness is on top of that crazy. And now the kid's crazy is mixed in with the crazy. Help! I'm overloaded! Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. My problem is, at a time that I am the most tired, I have no place to lay my head. I can't lay it on my daughter, cause there's issues. I can't lay it on my son, cause there's issues. I can't lay it on my wife, cause there's issues. I can't lay it on my husband, cause there's issues. And you wonder why you're falling apart and why you can't sleep and why your food doesn't digest well. And you wonder why you have mood swings. The reason you're having problems in spite of all of your accomplishments is that you have a place to work. You have a battle to fight. You have a giant to kill. You have a mission, but you have no place to lay your head. Come unto me, all ye that are weak and heavy laden. Cast your cares on me. I care about you. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light. The reason you are physically sick right now the reason you are hypertensive, diabetic, stressed out, eating disorders, the reason you have migraine headaches, the reasons that you're getting cancerous tumors is years and years and years of being tough guy, strong woman. Reality is you had no place to lay your head. You can't even worship in the service because you're so worried about your image that when it's time to worship, you're so busy trying to look masculine that you miss the one place who's got arms big enough to take the weight up off of your soul. Hey, I've got to stop there, but it's been a real joy to share the word of the Lord with you. I believe the best is yet to come, and I pray that the word you heard today will produce fruit in your life tomorrow. In Jesus' name, be blessed. I want to thank our partners for helping us make a difference in the lives of hurting people. Your partnership has provided food, clothing, clean water, medicine distribution, and so much more at home and abroad. In fact, through MegaCare, we are establishing medical camps and health clinics to increase the rate of survival while giving hope and healing to a hurting community. If you are not a partner, I encourage you to become one today. God wants to give you the grace to be grounded in every aspect of your life. You are a limited resource, and some of you are wore out now because you are too many things to too many people. You got to bring your circle down for where God is getting ready to take you to. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Grounded in Faith on CD from Bishop Jake's mind-renewing series, Grace to be Grounded. He thinks he did something because he knocked you down to your knees. But you just knocked me down to my ground level. 
And when your gift is $110 or more, you'll receive Grace to be Grounded in its entirety on seven CDs, your very own walk through the Grace to be Grounded series with Bishop Jake's 28-day devotional, and unique Grace to be Grounded art desk display. There's going to be all kind of enemies gathered around it, trying to convince you that it's not yours. God said, stand your ground. Don't be stuck in infertile territory. Get the Grace to be Grounded. Jesus is just standing here. He's just standing here. And you see him as responsibility. You have turned salvation into work. When I get right, I'm coming to the Lord. You are so performance oriented. You think you have to perform for a God who can see your thoughts afar off. There's nothing about you. That Bible says that is not naked before him with whom we have to do. And the one chance you have to keep it real You've been keeping it moving with the one person that's safe to keep it real with.